Hey, Walk Stars, this is producer Chris, letting you know that you'll be hearing an unheard episode of This Morning Walk from the archives today. This episode was recorded in early November, and we're happy to be bringing it to you now during the holiday season. Enjoy. Hey, Walk Stars. Today, Libby and I are talking about self-celebration, being with the good of our lives, and paying attention to what's around us, not just when things are chaotic, but also when things are feeling easeful. I would say the thing that was really interesting about our conversation was the reflection that coming to presence is a tool that is both powerful in a time of disruption as well as a time of flow. I'm really looking forward to diving into this conversation with you all. Blind Nil Audio. I'm Alex L. I'm Libby Delena. Welcome to this Morning Walk podcast. <laughs> Good morning. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm uh, two cups deep into my chai today. Nice. Love that for you. Right now I'm drinking the chai you sent me, mm. which is super delish. You like it? Chai town. Yeah, oh, it's magical. <laughs> good. <laughs> what do you want to talk about today? I don't know. I don't really have anything at the top of my mind. How about you? I think what, you know, it's interesting. What came up for me this week is I um, was walking, um, was sort of this, it was an invitation, and we've talked about this uh, on a number of occasions, but it was sort of a an invitation to pay attention to my breathing and to presence. Mm. So I was out uh, the other day and I I really had this sort of feeling of really paying attention to my, as I was uh, walking my breathing and how my breathing was aligning with my steps. Mm -hmm. And you were a teacher for me in box breathing. And so I used that box breathing technique as I was walking the other day. And what sort of came up for me was this kind of, it was almost sort of a mantra at that moment, which was Mm -hmm. just sort of just breathe. At this moment, just breathe. Don't do anything else. Don't try and solve anything. Mm-hmm. It's okay to not be okay. Sort of stay right here. And then my walking practice sort of responded with, I'm right here. So I guess my walk this week was really about, I don't know, coming to right now. And mm. through the practice of breath work and through noticing and through aligning my steps with my breathing, I don't know, it, it was a really nice moment of sort of grounding and centering, which sometimes I just walk past. I don't, I don't pay attention. Hmm. I think for me, I was, I was solo parenting Thursday to Tuesday because my husband was in Kansas City running his first marathon. And it was such a reminder of gratitude for raising my children with a partner because when he wasn't home, I just felt so disoriented because we are such a team when it comes to the three kids, three kids, three different ages, three different schools, three different times to leave the house. It's just a lot. And so not having that reminded me, okay, you can do this. Your your teammate is 
running a different race this week <laughs> and just breathe and be in the moment and um, get it done, you know, walk through it, get it done. And we did it. We survived without daddy, but barely. <laughs> um, but it was just a, it was just a really sweet reminder to be present in my life more and to not take for granted the fact that I'm raising children with a partner. Because I think something I said to one of my friends was like, wow, women do this. Parents do this, not just women, but single parents do this every single day, all the time. And I could never, I mean, I'm sure I could, but I don't want to. And just having that realization of, wow, I don't, I don't often stop, breathe, and be in the moment when everything is in flow. And I want to start doing that more. It's more so when things are like right. wonky or dad's gone or mom's out of town or, you know, like it's, it's, it's often those times where it's like, oh, let me ground and be present in this moment. But we also have to remember that even when things are going right, even when things are going in flow, even when things are how we expect them to be, that we need to ground, breathe, and be present in the moment. So as you were talking, I was thinking about, wow, there was a lot of that going on. And I also want to practice doing that more when dad isn't running a marathon or mom, you know, I'm not out of town, you know, like when we're all together, how can we be more present with our moments? Oh, I love that. And uh, next time Ryan's out of town, I'll come down. And I'll parent with you. <laughs> Come on down. Um, okay. Yeah. But I, I love that. Um, uh, it's almost like a flip because I think you're right. When you said that um, you sort of invite a breathing practice in when things feel wonky or when things feel a little wobbly and uncertain, I think I do that too. I I tap into that practice and it's super, it's really helpful and can really shift a moment. But to your point too, imagine doing that in those moments where things feel really wonderful and really as if things are moving as we expect them to, that invitation to, you know, I'm right here, stay right here and not think about the next thing on the list or the next mm. week. Um, yeah, that's a, a really beautiful invitation because you're right. I in, in reflection, I realize that often it's when things are are not in flow that I tap into that. But equally as powerful mm -hmm. when when we are, which is yeah, important. I think we're trained as humans to do that to mm. self soothe only when chaos is on the surface. And something that I want to do more in my mindfulness practice is be with the good. Be with the good when things aren't chaotic, when things are joyful, when things are cohesive. Like, Because we're not taught to do that. And I want to start being with the good more often, being with the easeful more often, and not just blowing past it like, oh, things are good or things are easeful, but like, how are you in it? How are you being with the good of your life? How are you being in flow with the ease of your life? Are you stopping to appreciate what you're walking through right now, today, at this moment, that's good? 
because a lot of us have crazy shit going on, pardon my French, and things can get chaotic and things can get disorienting and wobbly. And yes, to self-soothing in those moments, but also not only using our self-soothing tool as this thing to hold when we're feeling off kilter, but also when we're feeling grounded. Like just imagine how much deeper we can ground if we are self-soothing in easeful moments. It just calibrates our nervous system in a way that hits very different. And I know that to be true because I have tried to call in, you know, groundedness and ease and being with the good in those moments of, you know, chaos. And also I'm learning to do that in the moments of of glory too. And I think that they both have their place in our life, but we got to remember that there's a harmonizing of the two that is really helpful for our journeys, you know? Oh my gosh, Alex, you just, you always like blow my mind. <laughs> uh, oh, I love you so much. I, you know, interestingly, as you were talking about that, I, I felt a lot of emotion in my chest and I wonder what that is. I wonder, is it, I'm not sure I can articulate it. That's always, you know, the challenge for me, but I think I think even the acknowledgement and looking at the, sh- it's almost like shared responsibility of looking mm. at both those moments. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they appear in equal moments in our life. The, the wobbly and the sturdy, the um, mm. uncertainty and the certainty. And you and I have talked about this notion of balance and harmony and, I would say if we use those self-soothing techniques only in the the wobbly, disorienting times, that's not a balanced outlook on life. Equally as important is adopting that that mindset, that practice in the really joyous, beautiful, easeful, quiet, well, it doesn't have to be quiet, I guess, but sturdy places. And I don't think I really thought about that before. I love that. Love it. And I wonder why it made me feel so emotional. I'm not sure I can figure that out. Or if I tried to figure it out, it'd be a really sloppy conversation. <laughs> I'd be all over the place. But yeah, I'm interested that it made me feel, um, was it tender? Was it, uh, yeah, it was an interesting reaction I had. I feel like you and I both have, have talked about self-celebration and how that can be challenging for us and how it's like, okay, like when we do something good or we reach a milestone in our career, it's kind of like, okay, next done. I'm supposed, I was supposed to do that. Let's move on. We don't really give ourselves the time and I'm getting better at this, like giving myself the time and space to sit in the celebration. Like I remember when, um, last year when How We Heal hit the New York Times list, I, was like, good, finally. Like it's been 10 years. Great. Now I can move on. And my husband was like crying in excitement and beauty for me. And he was like, absolutely not. You are not going to breeze past this. This is a big deal. You are not going to act like it's not a big deal. You have been wanting this. And he like really laid into me. He was like, we are, we are going to celebrate this. You are not going to breeze by like this isn't a huge deal for you. And so like he really called me in to sit with that moment of self-celebration. And I think that maybe, and you, you tell me if I'm 
off here, but perhaps maybe your body was reacting to like you needing more of that, of that presence in celebrating yourself. I mean, like you've been meeting new people and celebrating new community and walking new paths and having your beautiful home back home, you know, like renovated and you're going to go celebrate and make more memories there. Like there's just so much stunningness that's happened. And I wonder if you've been giving yourself the permission Mm -hmm. to really sit with that. So yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, no, you're, you're uh, as usual, per usual, you're spot on. As you said that, yeah, absolutely. And I think this notion of self-celebration um, is, a, is a really tricky, tender one. And I think culturally, to your point, it's not, I don't think it's considered uh, something we we do, or somehow it's narcissistic, or somehow it's egotistical, or somehow there's some kind of um, energy around that that's you know, it's sort of like not a good look, right? Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> or it feels that way, which mm-hmm. I, I don't know. And, and and I love a celebration, so why not celebrate ourselves? But I think you're right. I think it's that notion of, oh, wow. Yeah, let's not turn everything into a moment of, ah, no big deal. On we go. Let's pause. Let's mm-hmm. pause. And it whether it, you know, is a big deal or just a really beautiful moment or you know, a really wonderful conversation. Let's, let's note it. Let's be present with it. Let's, um, actually, um, just moments ago, I was on the phone with my older son, William, he's magical being, and we just had a beautiful conversation this morning. It was so, oh gosh, there I go again, getting the emotion in the back of my throat. It was such a beautiful conversation. I felt just so, connected to him. And then we hung up and I was walking around doing something. I thought, you know what? I am going to call him back and tell him that was just such a meaningful conversation. I loved it. Mm. And I think it's, so I think to me, that is an expression or an example of what you're saying, which is, wow, that that conversation, that moment meant a lot, and I am going to acknowledge it. I'm going to celebrate it. Doesn't mean there's party balloons and fireworks and cake mm-hmm. and candles. And the celebration can be very um, internal. The celebration can be a follow up co- phone call. Mm-hmm. The celebration can be a moment of saying, "Wow, I love you," and I love how we just were in that moment. That felt important and delicious and beautiful. Mm, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. It made me smile in my heart so big. You know how I feel about you and your in your sons and the relationship you have with them and how it really makes me want to be the type of mother that my kids want to have meaningful conversations mm-hmm. with. And um, it's just really admirable for me to hear you and your wisdom and you speak about your grown adult children. It's just warms me in so many ways. So something that stood out to me when you were talking was like, it doesn't matter if it's just, if it's a celebration or like a beautiful moment. And something that my walks have taught me is to be with the beautiful moments too, as long, like around also being with the good, but being with the beautiful moments, you know, this is my favorite time of year to walk autumn Mm -hmm. on the East coast is just wonderful in the region that I'm in. And, um, 
I have been stopping a lot and looking up more and then listening to the rustling of the leaves as the wind blows. And um, I've just been looking at the beautiful moments and just being in awe of them, like practicing walking in awe, practicing walking in presence, listening to the birds, letting the cool air touch my skin. I have a picture from when I was a little girl. I was like 18 months old and my mom and my Nana said I used to love the wind and they caught me standing with my arms out and my chubby cheeks pointed upwards and my eyes closed and I was feeling the wind. I'll find it and send it to you. And I've been doing that more. Like just stopping and letting the wind kiss me and and appreciating that beautiful moment as the moment that I am in right now. And it's hard. Like this is a practice. We talk about this often. Like this is a practice. And if we're not careful, we will forget to be where we are. Oh, yeah. That's a beautiful line. We'll forget to be where we are. That's right. That's... And then what happens is time passes and we haven't, yeah, we haven't been present. We haven't been with it. Um, But I agree. I think the ability to be here now is, um, in a way, it's not uh, instinctual. It is something that Mm -hmm. I'm required to actually be present with the thought of need to come here and need to need to show up in this moment. And uh, that is that is not an easy one for me. I was on a walk recently and um, fragrance was the thing that really came to the foreground for me. It was Mm -hmm. like this, um, and I think this is the word you introduced me to, was petrichor, was the smell Mm -hmm. of rain Mm -hmm. and how overwhelmingly beautiful and subtle that is. Um, Does everybody know that's that beautiful word, petrichor and the smell of rain? I mean, (laughs) talk about being present. Yeah. I love that I love smell, it. especially after it hits concrete. Like I just, it just, it, I just love it. Mm. I do. I know. Why hasn't somebody made a fragrance out of that? I, I mean, maybe somebody, somebody has. has. I think somebody. Okay. <laughs> I think somebody that's has. our. That's our next business, maybe. <laughs> bottling up, bottling up, nature. Concrete rain, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so, so true. funny. Hey, walk stars, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, walk stars, I want to turn you on to one of my favorite podcasts in the entire world. It's the 10% Happier Podcast, and it has one guiding philosophy. Happiness is a skill you can learn, and I truly believe this. So why not master it? Hosted by Dan Harris, a journalist who had a panic attack on national television and then set out on a journey of transformation. He's now on a quest to help others achieve peace and happiness. Every week, Dan talks to top scientists, meditation teachers, and even the odd celebrity in wide-ranging conversations that explore topics like productivity, anxiety, enlightenment, psychedelics, and relationships. The interviews cover everyone from Brene Brown to Alexander Draymond to Sam Harris. So, Walkstars, as you know, this podcast is much more than just about walking. It's the same for 10% Happier. Think of listening to 10% Happier as a workout for your mind. Find 10% Happier wherever you listen to podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to This Morning Walk podcast. So what is happening for you for the rest of the week? Um, Me and Charlie, um, my oldest daughter, we're going to New York on Friday and we're going to be there until Sunday. We're going to go eat at some places that she has bookmarked from Instagram and TikTok. And we are going to take the train (laughs) up and we're going to walk around and go to museums. And um, I'm really excited to do that with her. She's fun. She's at a fun age. She'll be 16 next month and she's fun. Um, I just, I really love, I love our dynamic and I love our friendship and I love our mother daughter relationship. It feels really grounding. So I'm excited to to do that with her. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. She's 16. She's such a, uh, a beautiful, beautiful spirit and so curious and inquisitive and thoughtful and smart. Um, so I will be thinking of you and wishing I were walking with you because um, <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. How about you? What am I doing? I am beginning to um, sort of put together and pack up my life here in Northern California to uh, shift to the other coast. And that process is, talk about being present, that process is an interesting one, which I'm, I say I'm walking through with tenderness and, and, um, yeah, noticing the beauty along the way, but yeah, starting to pack things up, put, you know, cars on trailers and send them back. And yeah, it's, uh, I, I must admit that uh, to be present with that is, um, does feel a little wobbly and I'm trying to figure out how that's gonna all play out, but just showing up, taking the next best step, enjoying today. So that's, primarily what I'll do. Maybe a little hike in there. A lot of walking. What's making you feel wobbly? I think that I've really become very uh, grounded here where I am. Really Mm -hmm. lovely community. And I love my community on the other coast too. But this, um, I feel very at home here. And so... I think, you know, that feeling when, I don't know, the last time I can't, the last time I moved or the last time you moved, but you know, that feeling when you are sort of in the in-between, you no longer live in the place where you are and you're not situated in your new place yet. Mm. It's that sort of like kind of interesting netherland. And so I think that's just where I am. So I just, just keep moving forward. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> see. And now here are me and Libby's walking journals. You know, we love this part of the show. We hope that you do too. And when you are on your walks, feel free 
to do one as well and send it to us. Our email is hello at thismorningwalk.com. We would love to hear from you. And who knows, maybe your walking journal will end up on the show one day soon too. Hello, walk stars. Uh, I hope it isn't too windy in the microphone, but perhaps you can hear the geese. I am walking back on the East Coast now, and it's the first snow. Well, I guess yesterday I was on a walk and I got caught in a little snow squall, which was really beautiful, but didn't really accumulate to anything. Today there's, oh, I don't know, maybe half an inch on the ground. There's something about the snow on the ground that makes everything very, very beautifully quiet. I don't know, everything seems to be tempered, muffled, and a little tender. So today I'm trying to walk with a sort of a mirrored energy, trying to walk quietly and a little tenderly. It's a wonderful exercise. Because often, to be perfectly honest, I just head out the door and I sort of stride forth and um, I think I end up with this kind of energy that is, I don't know, uh, uh, vibrant and excited, (laughs) which uh, I'm not judging. I, I love that energy. And today it's simply an invitation to try something else, to be really conscious of how I put my feet to the earth. And again, the snow seems to add this kind of, you know, this beautiful visual reminder of sort of going with the flow. (laughs) Each one of these snowflakes is beautiful and unique and finding their own path from the sky to the ground. And they're doing it with incredible sort of quiet and tenderness. And so I am mirroring the snowflakes today. I am trying to walk this path with a little more quiet, a little more tenderness. I don't know, I continue to feel as if natural world is my biggest teacher. So I really try and look at these natural elements and see what the potential learning or lesson is and then try and apply it. So today, first snow, walking like a snowflake, (laughs) a six foot snowflake on our own path. I hope you all have a great walk today. And thank you for listening to this podcast. It means a lot to us and... Alex and I feel really, really fortunate to be speaking with some really wise and important people in our lives. Uh, All right, walk on. Hey, everybody. Hope you're doing well, walk stars. It is windy out here, so I'm going to keep this short. It is also cold out here. We got our first snow in a year and a half, and it is exciting, 
for me and the girls because we have waited for some snow. And I've been thinking a lot about 2024 and my word of the year. My word of the year is spacious. Also, spaciousness. So I'm interchanging those two throughout the new year. And I'm going to start doing more journaling around what it means to have space in my life. What it looks like, what it feels like to be in energy that is spacious, in relationships that offer me space to be myself, um, in community with others and what that looks like as far as um, my capacity and how I want to show up and how I can show up for other people. It's been a really good year for me as far as ease goes. Last year, How We Heal came out and I was on tour and it was a lot and it was beautiful, but I did not take my sabbatical last year and I felt it this year. And so I, as much as, you know, I had a good year with community and with my career and with work, I wasn't as easeful in the first and second quarters. And it kind of led me down a path of, okay, you need to figure out where ease comes into play so that you have space next year to really lean into new joys, current joys, presence, creativity. And so I started just doing a lot of nothing in quarter three and quarter four. And, you know, it was hard. (laughs) It was hard because we have this idea of what being a productive adult looks like. And if we're being honest, I know that this generation is like learning that rest is necessary. But if we're being honest, rest is not the first thing that comes to mind for a lot of us because... We have families, we have jobs, we have bills with a capital B. Um, And sometimes rest is not always at the top of the list. It needs to be, but it's not always. And so something that I've taken into account is how I want to make more space for rest in 2024. And this year, I... Ooh, it's so warm in the house. Um, The remainder of this year, I really want to look at what nourished me this year and look at what drained me. Look at what deepened my spirit, as my friend Josephina says, and look at what depleted my spirit. And that, I think, is going to help me make room for more space, for more clarity, for more community, and for nurturing myself and my relationships. I kind of felt all over the place. Motherhood was really challenging in some seasons this year because our middle kiddo and ADHD and behavioral stuff and like 
my own mental health stuff. And it's just um, interesting, the seasons that we can experience. And if we are not careful, we can become easily just have a lot of inner chaos. And I am shifting that for 2024. I would like more peace than chaos to greet me. I would like more presence and patience versus tension to greet me. And I have to make space and room for that. And that's what I plan on doing. And so as I was on my walk, that's what I was thinking about. And um, I just want to wish y'all happy holidays, a happy, happy new year, a spacious 2024, an easeful, present, comforting 2024. And keep doing the best you can with the tools that you have. Take care. This Morning Walk is a production of Blind Nil Audio, hosted by me, Alex L. And me, Libby Delena. If you find value and meaning in the conversations that we have on the show, please share it with a friend. And consider leaving a five-star review. Also, comments on Apple Podcasts really help us out. When you do that, it introduces this show to a bigger audience. Thank you so much for listening. You are wonderful. Have a great walk. Take good care. The views, information, or opinions expressed in the series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Chip and Joanna Gaines, Blind Nail Audio, nor Magnolia.